Warning, this podcast may contain explicit content, parental approval advised. Welcome to another Speed Limit podcast, and today's guest is a level 60 mage, a class leader of the Purge guild. He talked about the highlights of Zulgarb and how important it is before getting into, uh, before engaging into the new raids later on that's gonna come out, uh, like AQ. And he has a very interesting take on this. So please welcome Feza. It says you give a poor man a fish and you feed him for a day. You teach him to, to fish. You give him you give him a, a... Hello. How's it going, man? Not bad. Is my sound okay? Yeah. Sounds good. Were you in our raid? No. I'm not with the... I, I'm currently not in... I'm only in the other group. Okay. I heard you guys pretty much one-shot. From what I... I only joined Discord right at the end. It sounds like you one-shot the later bosses, at least. Yeah. Um. The only thing we had trouble with is Vale, really. Yeah. It's a given boss. It's a pretty unpredictable. They don't call it a guild killer for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, I uh, I created a parody for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where I we were in there and... First time being there, um, just kind of reminded me of that one song, you know. Unfortunately, it's Maroon 5, but <laughs> <laughs> um, all of my friends are like our metalheads, and they always like talk shit about Maroon 5. But all right, I think you do music compositions, so like you had some hand in some of it or something like that. Am I wrong? Was that like the whole thing, or? Well, the music to it, or the the cover of it. Yeah, that's everything uh, instrumental, uh, drums. I have like a drum machine that I. That nice. I, uh, uh, I, I thought that like it was the guitar that was the that I thought I was like, ooh, that doesn't sound like the original. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, I tried to not um, uh, rip off the actual sound of whatever I'm trying to uh, uh, write a parody with or mm -hmm. recreate the parody, I guess. It's still kind of cheating, though. That's why a lot of people do not like parody songs. And <laughs> it's not... I think it's not... It's sampling. It's not yeah. stealing. It's... Yeah, but, you it's know... It's an homage rather than ripping it off. And For me, I think I understand the way people are, like, saying it's... It, that, that's it. Probably in my mu musician perspective, I wouldn't want to hear something that it's not very um, influential, because I look for mm -hmm. that specific type of um, uh, detail when it comes to music. Like I'm really picky. Like sometimes I could be like elitist, and you know I don't like that um, part of me. But you know I I welcome every type of music, and um, I put my own version to it. So. Well, thanks for getting back to me super quick. I I had only like, I only even thought about it basically once I uh, saw you do the link mm -hmm. for the like Eternet episode, and I was like, oh shit! Like if you haven't gotten someone f to be able to talk about how important CG is before it comes out on in like four days, that's. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's a good. How day. do you normally start them, or are we st are we starting already? Are we We're going? starting already, man. So. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to briefly touch on a couple topics today. The, the the main one, obviously, coming up now that we have confirmed in the last couple of days, the actual release day. Mm -hmm. I forget exactly which day and time, but it's, I think, the 15th, the, the 15th, Wednesday. Wednesday, yep. 3 p.m., I think. It's something like that. Yeah, based yeah. on time zone, but yeah. So, yeah, um, it's probably, it's really, it's probably really important to um, talk about ZG before it even comes out and the way you're... Uh, Explain things. Well, it I'm seems super like... excited for it uh, mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. 
obviously I play a mage as a caster as my main. So one of the main reasons that you even step foot into ZG is for the tailored set, mm-hmm. uh, which is the uh, like crazy hit bonus. Basically, is is the whole point of it. What is uh, the, to, to what, the what is the max hit for uh, mages? Uh, assuming you're uh, frost. Well, uh, it, it's the same for all casters, which is sixteen percent is the air quote cap, but it's not a it's not a hard cap. Uh, so you could have forty percent hit, but you actually only have ninety nine percent, which sounds weird because mm-hmm. there is a generic one percent chance that your spells miss are resisted; they just fail. Mm-hmm. However, sixteen percent should mean that outside of that one percent. Every single one hits or crits, and, and these are raid bosses, right? I assume. Yeah. Well, that's that's any mob actually. It's any like, mob. As a level sixty, you attack a level one rat with a frost bolt. There is a one percent chance that it will resist. Mm. And, and assume, you should feel bad. And assuming but... that high uh, boss uh, raid raid boss, you know, you need much higher. I assume. Yeah, but the point being that even once you reach the hit cap, you're not actually. Like you haven't got a hundred percent hit. Okay, but that's that's one of the reasons why uh, the Zolgrub uh, Bloodvine set is so huge for certain classes. Like Mages is pretty good. It's it's not insane. Uh, it's even less good for Shadow Priests. Like Shadow Priests often don't bother with it. Uh, at least not the full set. But for Warlocks, it's absolutely huge because. Mm. Uh, Shadow Priests get, I think it's 9% increased hit from their talents. Like, it's crazy. They get 9%. Mages get 6%, and Warlocks get absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the, I mean, even if they had to rely on their dots, uh, they still need those hit, right? For the yeah. Warlocks. Like, it's, it's very common uh, for Warlocks to drop their second profession... Uh, for at least a brief window to pick up uh, engineering so that they can get a uh, head that comes out at the same time. Sure. Uh, that is, I think, 2% hit. And how will this impact their other uh, gear set? Like, let's say, uh, Tier 2 and Tier 1 versus Tier 1. Do you know any much oh, uh, anything War- more about yeah, that? Yeah, Warlocks and Mages, uh, obviously Shadow Priests as well, those are our only caster DPS. Uh, like really, the the set bonuses are fine, but you you don't really care about them because we're in one point twelve itemization. It's like the set bonuses you really don't even bother going for. Like mages, you trying to you try to keep the tier one three set for as long as you can because it just gives you flat spell power, and the tier two three set is actually quite nice because it's just a generic threat reduction. Mm-hmm. At least while we're frost, it's pretty much generically round about ten percent threat reduction, which is actually quite a lot. Because mm-hmm. that's a big thing that holds a lot of casters back right now. Is you go as hard as you can, and you go, oh shit! Like y- you have to stop. But I see. The, oh. the other main reason that makes ZG super important, which so many people are either not aware of, or they didn't do enough classic or there's just a lack of knowledge it seems to be that uh the main reason is not for the bloodvine and it's not for the enchants can i can i guess they're obviously huge yeah go ahead it's uh nature resistance for the next uh uh, phase or no it's not okay nope uh it's for a really bizarre reason uh which is the reputation that you need but not for the enchants it's actually for a potion that you can buy. I forgot about uh, the which, reputation, yeah. Which, uh, I'm Sorry. just looking it up in-game now so I can get it exactly right, that it's the Sheen of Zanza, Sheen of uh, Zanza. which you need revered uh, in order to purchase, uh, which basically gives a chance... I think it's 2 or 3% that you reflect hostile spells cast on you for like two hours, which is absolutely huge and... for one of the biggest, like, annoying, most kind of raid-stopping bosses in AQ, 
which is Princess Huhuran. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, which, that's if you crazy. don't know the boss, is essentially she is she's basically the only boss that you care about nature resistance, and you don't want it on just your tanks. You want it like as many people as can get nature resistance, the better. And if you have nature resistance, and more importantly, if you have that potion, when she will cast basically kind of like every five or six seconds a poison bolt on the entire raid that will add a stacking poison onto them. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact numbers, but let's say at one stack you take 200 damage every five seconds. At two stacks, that's doubled. Three stacks, tripled. Like, it stacks up really quick. Mm-hmm. Like exponential uh, you, growth. Yeah, it's it doubles uh, up every time. It it's not double, but it's it's just you know one stack is two, four stacks is eight hundred. Oh, like okay, the, okay, sure. To be taking that much is just absolutely enormous. It's mm-hmm. basically the same thing as fire maul, except you can't line of sight it. Mm-hmm. It's just the longer the fight goes, the faster you just die. And and this, however, with that yeah, potion, with potion, yeah. The entire raid using that means that every single time she casts that, you have about a th- or you have a three percent chance per raider that she reflects that bolt back upon herself. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, you know, if you have forty raiders times three percent, I'm yeah. a big math guy. I, <laughs> the, yeah, sure. Yeah, the, that that's how the, it's supposed to work. Yeah. Like that's that's you're roughly going to get three or four stacks on her per cast. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, Which it's is... a twenty man, so it'd be like maybe like one, even like one person. No, it's forty man. Or... Is he? It take you forty. Uh, a- AQ. Okay, okay. I was confused. A- AQ to ZG. Right. You're right. No, no, no. It's it's you need to do ZG for the potion to use in AQ. In AQ. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So you you usually typically apply about two to three stacks per cast mm-hmm. of her doing it mm-hmm. which she will stack herself up till she's on 99 stacks and she's taking you know 100 100k damage per tick from her own poison mm-hmm. and you don't even dps the boss she just dies I don't, and I that's don't... the most difficult boss other than perhaps Cthune or uro you know, I never had the chance to uh, do AQ40. Um, that's this was when uh, back in vanilla when I quit playing after that. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy for me. ZG was actually one of my favorite um, place to raid, and uh, going well, ZG ZG is a catch up raid, which is a lot of people think it's like you know it's the next raid after uh, Blackwing Lair. It's actually not. It's mm-hmm. in terms of difficulty, uh, it's kind of somewhere on the on the lines of Molten Core. Maybe the last two bosses of Molten Core, where like they're slightly harder than the rest of the instance, but they're not hard. Mm-hmm. And, the re- to yeah, and the re- mechanics that we're used to from retail and other games now. Yeah, and it's like the required gear for that. You don't even have to have epic. You just have to have at least yeah. a few BIS uh, blues and stuff. There have been a lot of reports from PTR and stuff of the bosses not doing their mechanics, which mm-hmm. is actually not true. It's just that the bosses back in Classic as well, they didn't do their mechanics. Their their mechanics are, are not percentage-based. They're time-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there, there are some of the bosses that you... If you have good enough DPS, you literally don't see their mechanics. Not because they didn't do them, but they can't use certain abilities within the first 30 or 45 seconds of engaging the boss. So if you take them to the next phase, they just didn't have a chance to do it. Yeah, I remember uh, the first boss, the very first boss, the, the snake. There's uh, He uh, pulls up clouds and poisons and stuff. That's a rough boss to start yeah. with. And it eventually, you know, if we don't do it right, it's going to be flooded with poisons all over the freaking place. It's one of those things that we yeah. wipe most of the time. Well, it's it, it's exactly that. It's it's one of these instances that if you have no knowledge, is a little tricky to learn. But mm-hmm. we have so much knowledge now of obviously classic or, or vanilla and uh, private servers that 
like once you know the tactic of just mana burning the boss. Yeah, and it didn't help when they brought back a ZG back in uh, Cataclysm. Was that it? Or no, it wasn't Cataclysm. Uh, Could, Rath, yeah, Rath? The, I think so. It wasn't Wrath. It wasn't. Wrath. It might be Cata. Okay. okay, when they brought that back, um, I remembered bits of it, but it kind of contradict what my knowledge back in vanilla then. So I, oh, do, yeah. it's like, so I don't know, like the fights. I mean, I remember the panther fights. You have to be down there in the, in the um, crypt. Well, I, it's funny that you bring that up. I, I would suspect. Uh, for a full like you know main raid group to go into zg is that's how it's going to appear it's going to appear that level of difficulty it's like there are mechanics but you don't really care about them you just blow through it and the boss dies in under a minute sure yeah but that's the the main controversy i wanted to get over is people think that you go into zg for loot or you go in for enchants or all kinds of other stuff it's like the main reason that you go in is for reputation mm-hmm. and for the trash bijous to use later are, are the big reasons to go and also uh for twinks with the enchants because i i had a level 29 uh, rogue i think i added like a enchant on the shoulder for that rogue and twinked it <laughs> Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 going to be very expensive, at least on our server, at least. For... Yeah, yeah, it will be. But I'm not sure how many people are going to do that. Um, possibly a few, but um, yeah, I'm really yeah. excited about this uh, uh, raid. And back, uh, going back to the gear, I noticed there's not much uh, loot for uh, resto shamans, but I I seen one there that has a level forty. Uh, I I can't even remember. It's um, it's been a while since I looked through the uh, Atlas loot. And... Yeah, there's there's a couple of random bits and pieces, but it's it's not it's not a dungeon for for loot really. Like there are bits and pieces here and there. Like Jindo's bag uh, bag of whammies mm-hmm. is one of the best offhands in the game for a very very long time. And I remember the um, little things that you get, the the bijus or the what do you call mm-hmm. those things that you turn yeah. in for uh, reputation, right? Well, that's that's what I was getting onto before. Is a, mm-hmm. a big misconception is that you use them to hand it in for rep. That's honestly not what people should be doing. Mm-hmm. They should be just killing more bosses because once, especially for like a good example is alchemists. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a recipe that you can only get once you're exalted, which is quite a big deal in terms of usefulness. Sure, yeah. As, uh, wait, that's but a, you that's stop a... getting rep from killing bosses at, I think, 10.5k mm-hmm. into Revered, something like that. So you have 10k that you have to make up just through handing those things in. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Plus you I need remember... the bijou's to buy the the potions for the spell reflection. I remember that. Yeah, now it it just clicked. Um I do remember that. It's very it's kind of similar to the Timber Maw rep or like you can hand it in earlier, but you It's a you waste. Know, if you're yeah. going for the full thing, you should actually wait until you can't get rep any other way. Yeah, it's a waste, man. So um but, uh did you sign I assume you signed up for this for uh the Wednesday. Oh yeah, uh, like likely I'll be either leading or involved in one of the teams. I, as I have enchanting and tailoring, uh, it will basically need to pound that reputation as much as I can. Well, that's that's the kind of good and bad thing with it resetting it more than twice a week. Is that you can you can knock out the rep with and there's there's kind of a couple different ways of doing ZG. What I would imagine most people will do is uh, kind of what's known as the optimal runs, uh, where you just kill the bosses that you need to in order to get to Hakar without any buffs. Mm -hmm. And then there's the extra way, which is the kind of the rep way, where you kill all of the optional bosses, Mm -hmm. which adds on probably 50% more time onto it. 
and overall how how long will that take the whole freaking raid like let's say like a regular run uh with maybe like a two or three wipes well it's it's hard to say at this point uh like i would rather say that it takes longer and you know you come up short of that time mm -hmm. it's better for me to say three hours and it only takes two than it is for me to say two and it takes three but right yeah I, I would imagine to kill it all of the bosses including the fishing boss and stuff like that two and a half hours would be pretty safe mm -hmm. so you know and and that's on like the first week or so once people learn the mechanics i i think killing all the bosses you could expect to do in an hour and a half or less right so is this something that well people need to be prepared and watch uh fights or is it easy enough for somebody to explain real quick and you know i mean obviously it's honestly i would say to... no mm -hmm. there are certain classes which they should like it's a good idea for tanks it's a good idea for hunters mm -hmm. uh everyone else just like it's they're largely tank and spank yeah just kind of um um self-explanatory i guess yeah don't stand in poison shit on the ground and tps the boss mm -hmm. like... it's not like threat um um uh, what do you call that uh intensive or anything like that well it, it's funny is there are a couple of bosses which have uh i'm thinking of one in particular that literally has a uh the current tank loses all threat hmm. so there are points but you know, sure, yeah. it's the same as anything like Blackwing Lair has bosses like that where the tanks lose 50% of their threat you, mm -hmm. if you have more than the tank you're gonna pull That's but that's not a new mechanic right man it's been a long fucking time since I have, I've been, been there I'm so excited well it's interesting that you get onto threat uh, which is a perfect segue onto the next topic I wanted to talk about sure, uh, yeah. which is basically what what not just ZG but uh, the end of ZG and the beginning of AQ will bring on a big shift for Horde, especially. Alliance doesn't really make that much difference. Mm -hmm. Why uh, is that? Is the current, how most guilds currently use Shaman, is you're putting Shaman in melee group so that they can give Wind Fury, because obviously that's a big DPS boost for them. It's whatever it is, 12, some, something like 12% DPS increase that will typically shift away from that into uh you try and give tanks wind fury but it's largely changed so that ranged are getting threat reduction because if you like you you will have seen in raids now or like warlocks especially will you know if they get three crits in a row they will rip aggro off the tank and that's that's with that's them with no hit gear like they, they if you know if a warlock's doing well, he has maybe five or six percent hit. That is gonna go way the hell up to like an average warlock will have twelve or thirteen percent hit at the end of ZG. <clears throat> so right which now, is enormous. So you're just talking about just trying to kill everything uh, with that. Or I assume that's what you're uh, going for, right? What What do you mean? Like, um. You're talking about threat from the warlocks, so yeah. Assuming that all the shamans should use tranquil, then well, that's yeah, that's right. that's going to be the shift. Is right. instead of melee getting wind fury, it's going to be casters are getting trank. Because the other big shift is when mages swap to fire, which they basically do as a group. So now you have four or five, however many mages in your raid. You'll have for. The best raid comp, all of them will actually be Arcane Frost, and you'll have one Winter's Chill Mage. Winter's Chill being a stacking debuff up to five that increases the chance to crit by 10%. Whereas the version of Fire is just inherently insanely stronger. Uh, there is a similar build, which there's kind of a couple different ways you can do Fire Mages, but... Uh, the most common way is you'll have, let's say, five mages in a raid. Five is a good number. You'll see why in a second, in that they have a similar stacking buff, but it's Scorch, where it stacks up to five times. So if you have five mages, they only need to cast it once, and it's fully buffed. Which increases just generic fire damage taken by 15%. 
So not only is 15% better than 10, but obviously if I cast a spell and it's already going to crit, me having increased crit chance doesn't do anything for me. But increased damage is always good. On top of that, fire spec has the ignite component, which is the harder you hit, the more damage you do on top of that. That there will be this enormous power spike for mages, uh, which they'll typically change to fire kind of uh, somewhere in the middle, maybe early AQ. Uh, they'll all change from all frost to all fire. And that is enormous for threat. Because <laughs> the uh, ignite itself will do a huge amount of damage. Like, it's very typical in classic for, for example, on Uro, uh, one of the biggest, like, highest health uh, bosses in AQ, the second to last boss, where a single mage might do 20% of the raids DPS, which is unheard of. Like, in order for a mage to be doing that now, he'd have to be doing 4,000 DPS, if not more. Like, that's that's ridiculous. But it's just the way that Ignite works, being that basically the biggest Ignite, basically first five crits will stay rolling on the boss, where Ignite does 40% of the damage over the next uh, four seconds. And it's in two ticks. That so if I, for example, now it's very common for frost mages fully decked out to crit for like two and a half, three k. But and that's that's on a two point five second cast versus pyroblast, which is like a six second cast. Now, can you cast um, the frost bolt like in a row without having to worry about your mana? Currently, yeah, it it like mages uh, on almost every single boss. Currently, other than maybe Nefarian, never have to worry about mana the ex- to the extent where they usually don't even bother evocating because there's no use. Like they won't they won't mana pot, they won't evoke. They just have enough mana. But with fire, that the more gear you have, actually, the more mana you have too. But that's the the big thing with. The ignite thing, uh, the ignite rolling crits is, let's say a mage crits with pyroblast just for easy numbers for a thousand damage, which is they're going to be doing way more than that. They're probably going to be doing five times that with a pyroblast crit. But let's say they crit for a thousand damage. The ignite tick will give them four hundred damage over the next four seconds because that's forty percent of a, of a thousand. And each tick is for half of that, because you get two ticks in four seconds. So each tick is for 200. So you're doing off of that just from Ignite, after you've cast the Pyroblast, you can go AFK, and for the next four seconds, you're doing 100 DPS. If you have five mages that all crit with Pyroblast, that's five ticking for 400 but that ignite will only be on the very first mage that got the crit. So that mage is basically going to be doing 500 DPS. That's that's only off of Pyroblast critting for a thousand. Man, um, it seems like the shamans uh, for the horde is um, it's, a lot beneficial, man. Well, that's sadly alliance have a better. Uh, situation for that because uh, Horde will typically have to have two or th- because the aggro is so enormous off of that mm-hmm. unless you're killing the boss really fast mm-hmm. or you deliberately let the aggro mage run into tanks and deliberately die mm-hmm. which is a strategy <laughs> sure, yeah. uh, you have to have kind of two that like all the mages as one go okay we're all going to stop casting fire spells for like four seconds so that ignite can deliberately fall off mm-hmm. and then we're going to start again and keep it going well and the next mage will take over sure and this whole thing whereas, whereas alliance just to finish the point alliance can uh use the hand of protection mm-hmm. or blessing protection whatever it is you know immune to physical attacks they can then use the potions that make you invulnerable to physical attacks 
Right. They can then use the paladin sacrifice on the mage and keep it rolling. But they just have an easier time of cutting threat. Mm-hmm. Now, is there going to be like a more of a DPS uh, caster side to that uh, uh, in terms of switching gear? Like, um, for instance, my shaman. Uh, specific fights don't need uh, MP5 like Bale in, um, in BWL. Is well, it... that's one of the big interesting shifts uh, with AQ mm-hmm. is because obviously we're getting closer and closer to essentially patch 1.12 level content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whereas going into Molten Core, we had way more attack power and way more spell power than you could ever even hope to get back in the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the end of AQ, is like we're basically in AQ gear. There's not really any difference. Uh, so the, the, the fights just in general will get longer. Like, for example, now, you know, the, I I can't think of outside of Nefarian, maybe Cro-Mag, I can't think of a boss that takes more than three minutes. Yeah, they're nice like that. I like the long fights. It gives me a, a sense of uh, stability and um, survival, uh, survivability. It makes me think, like, it, it's nice to have those long fights. But... There, there are a couple bosses too where, uh, like, this is one of the reasons why I really like DQ. Is there's a couple of bosses which are just very gimmicky, like Vesidius is, in my opinion, one of the greatest bosses of all time, uh, just because it's it's madness and makes no sense. Yeah, I remember there's a twin in there that you have to uh, separate the like the second to the last one. Oh yeah, the, that's the, uh, twin in there. What was known as the warlock tank boss, where traditionally you would it? use. Yep, it's the twins, where one of them basically just uses melee abilities, and he's a normal mob that you tank and spank. I see. And the other one basically just casts range abilities. And because they're all spells, you typically have a spellcaster tank them. Mm-hmm. The reason that you use warlocks is that they have a lot of uh, high-threat abilities. And those and those are the Anubis, right? Anubis, uh, uh, dog things. The twins? Yeah, I think they they look like one of those dogs uh, statues, uh, like Egyptian statues, Anubis. Well, uh, there there are trash mobs that do that, that do like a meteor ability. Maybe you're thinking of those. Maybe. I mean, like I said, it's been a long freaking time. Um, <laughs> no, the, the twins are like two very, very bug-looking goat mm-hmm. guys. One of them has a big sword. The other, I think, is a staff. But... Okay, never mind. I wish I'd never quit. Of uh, uh, vanilla after, uh, you know, AQ came out. I n- didn't even get to Naxxramas. Like, like I was well, gonna... that's the other thing that yeah. a lot of people have misconceptions of or how useful AQ is. Mm-hmm. AQ is an enormous dungeon in terms of it takes a long freaking time. Like, if you wipe on Cthulhu, the last boss, and you don't have a Shaman to res or a Paladin mm-hmm. to res, that run back is like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember just those, to get to the boss. I remember those mounts that those that drops. Um, you can only use them in AQ mm-hmm. uh, forty. Um, those are nice. I can't wait for those. <laughs> it's one of the little things that I get excited about. It's part of that. It's um. I mean, I wish I you know I wish I had the freaking actual scarab mount. Uh, oh, scarab uh, lord mount. Oh well, that's that's one of those things that's like. It's a cool thing, but it doesn't really do anything for you. Like, it's a status symbol for only those that care about it. Sure, but... yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, is there anything uh, you wanted to uh, cover with uh, ZG? Anything for ZG? Else? Yeah. I would just say, like, uh, that people should kind of strap in for the long haul. Like, this is... Uh, a This is a filler raid that you have to do until you have at least revered reputation, basically. Like, there will be a lot of upset with people (laughs) that they're given the enchant and and told, you know, here's here's the best enchant that you can get in the game. Don't use it. (laughs) Which is rough. (laughs) Because once you get, you know, the two that you need, you're you're not getting any more. The... there's a, there's a big misconception, too, of how strong the gear in AQ is. Like, AQ compared to Blackwing Lair? Eh, not, not that big an upgrade. 
Like there are certain items here and there, but generally the sets are pretty bad. Like weapons for melee are good, and there's a couple bits and pieces here and there, but it's it's lart what gear you have from uh Blackwing Lair, seventy five percent of that gear is what you're gonna be taking into next. Now, um, you're in Wind Fury, right? Uh, Wind mm-hmm. Fury team. So, have you talked to uh, any of your officers? Are you an officer? Or yeah, have you talked? I to- currently am uh, performing the the role as raid leader and sure uh, mage class lead. Sure. Um. Okay. When if you have you guys talked about like implementing RC loot console when when you guys do ZG then? Or is this something that you that's not planned yet or anything? Well, like it's it's not 100% nailed down. Uh, currently, the plan, for us at least, and I would imagine most guilds would have a similar system where we will try to incorporate one uh, Zolgrub clear into our raid schedule. Most guilds have two-day raid schedule, so they'll kind of do Blackwing Lair on one day Plus, depending on the week, Anixia. And on the other day, they'll do Molten Core and Zolgrub. As well as another potential Anixia. That, that's, so what I would, what at least for our group plan, and I would imagine is going to be the same for our other group in, our, in the guild, is that on that second raid day, is to then basically just half the raid and do an organized once a week per group. Soul grub and then the other one just kind of freelance yolo whoever's online you know oh it reset today who wants to go who's online it's eight o'clock whatever it is like yeah that um the the idea alone on that added uh content that we have it's gonna bring more people to uh you know kind of come online and rate that also especially with the ones that flex raiders that don't do not have gear for uh bwl maybe that's like a like a pre amble of uh you know getting into a raid before they can yeah. join bwl you know or even mc whatever they want to do um, well it's just just for not even just our guild in particular but any you know a lot of a lot of guilds generally i would imagine have a similar plan uh, of you know do a set day and then the other day you freelance it. Obviously, I can't speak for how other people are going to do and, it. But... And maybe we can use this as like a, you know, like a re- recruitment flat platform where we bring in new pe- people to kind of get to know uh, what it's like in our guild. You know, it's one of those things that that might be useful. Not I mean, sure. cer- certainly a lot of people will... It, it is a good period for people that are considering raiding to look at raid teams and stuff like that. But it's also a great... Uh, uh, one of the very few opportunities that people have uh, now that no one's doing five mans anymore uh, to, to get to know people that aren't in your own guild, establishing connections is, is particularly good. Like classic is one of these, or even vanilla was one of these things that you don't get. The number of people playing right now is the most that there will be. Those numbers will only go down. So what, what are 10 guilds now will eventually become eight might eventually become six like that is and we can see that happening now both horde and alliance side outside of server transfers of guilds which has happened but that's that's not typical and speaking of uh loot council how does that impact our uh, guild and uh, and the other guild out there how 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 is it important more important than Let's say just master looter, uh, random rolls, or a um, uh, what's the other one? DKP uh, system. What are the pros and cons with this uh, loot, uh, loot council system? I, I've always, I've been a big advocate of uh, no no system is perfect. If it was a perfect system, we wouldn't have multiple systems. You would just use that. I agree. The, uh, obviously, the reason that we opted for uh, council was to get and as even a spread of gear as possible. At least for the earlier content, it makes very little sense for one person to be doing 1,000 DPS and two people to be doing 100. 
it's sure. better for three people to be doing 400 dps like that yeah that you know, makes if, a lot of sense if the guy who's a monster dies and he's more likely to die because of over aggro it's like well how much dps is he doing on the floor dead mm-hmm. i mean dkp has it pro- has its pros and cons too uh it's uh, for those especially that like to do out other things other than ray for example pvp you know if i'm if i'm a high warlord i'm really like dkp would be perfect for me because if i have uh my weapons and my like kind of set i'm not really looking for tier i'm going to be looking for like those really sweet trinkets and because i have a crap load of uh dkp that i'm not spending on weapons or you know a a chest piece or something generic it's like i can just go after those but uh for someone who is dkp based and they're not hardcore pvping they're they have to balance of like how much am i going to bid do i try to make friends and that's where it gets a little shady and imperfect where it's very easy for people to get together and just go uh, I'm only going to bid one, and this other guy's going to bid two, and he's going to win it with two. Just because all of us agreed that that's all we're going to spend so that we can try and get the trinket off of that PvP guy. That Like, that's, you know... It, as I said, no system is perfect. But The Arsu system that we have right now implemented in both um, uh, raid group, it has been working really, really good, and I like the outcome of it so far. The the only thing that I can say to encourage others uh, who are using a loot council based system is like there is so much stuff that goes noticed and uh, that you may not even think of that if you have two people that have exactly the same performance in terms of you know parsing or whatever they're basically the same geared and yada yada and one person does a bunch of stuff uh, that's useful for example. Uh, like two hunters that are doing the exact same damage, same parsing. Uh, they both kite adds on whatever boss doesn't matter, but one of them is fully enchanted, and they're the one that's that are offering dire mall buff clears, and the other one is like a dude that you know they, they're fine. They show up, they do all the same, but their gear isn't enchanted, and they're not doing any other stuff. It's like well. Loot Council corrupt. Like, guess who's getting that piece of gear in an exact equal vacuum? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, That's right. Yeah. Like, there are so many people that I see every week. This like they don't have like you know if you're a caster and you don't have an enchant on your gloves, fine. Mm-hmm. But well, if you don't have something on your helm and something on your legs, mm-hmm. like go go spend an hour do scalamance. And then go spend a hundred gold in the auction hall and get that done. Mm-hmm. Plus the consumables too. Some of them, um, I don't know if you guys have a rules for for a lot of uh, players in uh, your Wind Fury for consumables. Um, that's a huge plus too. If you know, um, talking about uh, flask, I know it costs a lot, um, especially the economy right now. Um, you yeah. know how the black lotus are so freaking expensive. I mean, I... well, we actually tried something this week which went very well for us. Uh, so it's likely that we will continue doing that. Uh, was we we basically said no flask required. Like, if people want to use it, that's great. You should still be using consumables. So you know you're spending twenty gold per raid instead of two hundred and fifty gold a raid or whatever the cost of you know flask plus 20 gold like there's a big step there that people don't realize that when when phase six comes around you basically do knacks for like two or three days a week only and you know if you think that's that's two flasks a night for even only two nights a week that's four flasks a week that's you know it let's let's say flasks cost 150 gold which they often cost more than that or around that ballpark right now, that's 600 gold a week. There are certain classes and specs which, like, even as a mage, 600 gold a week, like, that's a lot of fucking farming. (laughs) 
It, good good luck doing 600 gold a week as a healer. Like, so, that, that sucks. <laughs> so the idea right now is to kind of conserve everything until we get into that phase and then then we spend all our shit after that. That's the idea, right? And and you know, I mean, you can you can uh play the auction house and by just, you know, buying stuff and reselling them for even more and just uh, man- manipulating them. I never do that. Like I would I would rather grind. So I, I never buy anything off the auction house unless I'm going to use it. Uh, yeah, unless if it's something that, you know, you can make like a, like a flask, you know, you can buy some stuff and then you create it, you sell it. I mean, yeah. that's a little different. But that's um, where it's, our, our it's, server is in a particularly odd spot at the moment. Where, yeah, about the auction house. Yeah. Yeah, like Black Lotus is a great example mm-hmm. where uh, only a couple of months ago before Blackwing Lair, flat, the uh black lotus were on the auction hall for about 20 25 gold mm-hmm. wait is this the scandal that you were uh, referring to yeah okay that okay there's there's a there's been a big problem recently that i i don't think is ever going away honestly uh was there are only a certain amount of black lotus that can spawn per hour therefore per week per server so if we have a fifth the population the number of Black Lotus per raider that we have is about five times as much as most other servers. However, the cost of our Black Lotus is not a fifth of other servers. It's like somewhere between half and 75% of other servers. And the reason for that is because they're so cheap and more available, it's very common right now. And Black Lotus is just a good example, but there are other materials and things that this happens for. Uh, like, for example, Edge Masters, one of the best, if not the best, BOE in the entire game. That people will buy from our server because they are, and they're not cheap items. Like Edge Masters, I think on our server is going for 3,000 gold. They're maybe even more. And they will take it to a high population server by paying the $15 or whatever the transfer is, take it to there, and then sell it on that server for like 10,000 gold. Or they just buy the Lotus here for, you know, let's say you spend, uh, I'm looking at the auction hall right now, there's there's like six Lotus on there for 105 gold, roughly a pop. Right. If I bought all of those, so I've spent a little over 1k gold... For ten lotus, if I go back to some other server and I pay the fifteen dollar transfer, mm-hmm. even if that's, if that's all I bought, that cost me fifteen dollars and a thousand gold. Whereas on that server, it might be two and a half thousand gold, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. With this whole uh, with this whole thing about that auction house thing too, I mean, I could see other people, you know, from playing it, uh, playing the auction house too. Like making a little bit of money to, um, l- let's say, to save gold for their for the mount. Like what I'm doing right now, right? I have yeah. a level forty mount on my on my speed limit, but I have an epic mount on my shaman. I also want an epic mount on this, but I'm kind of still well, afraid. That's something that I've I've been super uh, partially. I you know there, there's not real uh, as long as you have enough gold to buy the raid consumables that you need. There's there's no real gold sinks at the moment unless you're leveling other character, you know, you're you're twinking an alt or something else. There's nothing really to spend gold on other than potentially future investing. Like I don't mind revealing what I've been doing because I've been doing it for so long now, like I've I've run out of characters that I can make. Uh like buying stuff for phase five and say and phase six. Like I don't grind whatever, I don't have a gathering profession, so I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm I'm grinding dudes. Uh, like I have several hundred sandworm meat. That people go, well, what is that even used for? That's that's meaning like, why would you why would you bother with that? Because like, that's a buff food in phase five. That you really only get from Silithus, and that is going to be swarming with PvP. So good luck trying to kill worms that forty other people are trying to kill. And everyone's trying to kill you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, how, you said you created all the characters, like all the classes. You have all the classes. Um, no. Well, level? I just have all the 
of my character's uh, creation slots used up. Like, four oh. of them are banks. Okay, for, for banks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, man, how... Like, Firebloom is yeah. one of those, is another great one. I, I, I think I have several thousands of them now. Man, how much money Which... do you have now? You probably have, like, fucking, like, what, 10,000 gold? If I'm guessing... <laughs> No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I sell boost runs. That, like, if I'm doing well, I'm doing 50, 60 gold an hour. I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I, how... I sit at around 500 gold now, but. When, when did you start this? Like, after you are leveled to 60, or after you. In a certain point, oh, did I... you realize that these are essentials later on? or? I Before phase two and phase three dropped, uh, I was doing the same thing, but for those materials. Like I, I just severely underestimated how much I would use. Like I bought a bunch of Winter's Bite when they were ten silver a piece, and they're now about a gold a piece. Which you, you think, well, that's only ninety silver. That's not that much. But if I go through forty Winter's Bite a week, that's forty gold a week, near enough. Whereas things like uh, Fire Bloom and uh, Firefin Snapper. You can often like that fish is going to be one of the greatest ways that people can make money from like level five if they wanted to. Man, you probably had your epic mount by like you could probably you would have, I don't have bought. An epic mount. I don't have an epic mount right now. <laughs> it's it's a big meme. I have no interest. Why why do I need one so that I can get to the? I some people are going to be upset because I tell the story often, but. I, like, why do I need an epic mount to go from Kargaf to Blackwing Lair? I have no gathering professions. I'm literally, I run from a flight point to the instance that I zone in. I don't need to be dropping 800 gold on that. <clears throat> the shit that you explained, um, it seems like it, it would be nothing to buy an epic mount. Like, oh, you know, I can buy well, an that's, epic mount. Well, that's like, the thing. Is, I'm, I'm grinding a bunch of materials, not necessarily mm-hmm. gold. Okay, okay. Like, like Firebloom and Firefin Snapper are used to make a increased fire damage potion, which mm-hmm. is not in the game right now, right. and no, and I'm not playing fire. Mm-hmm. But Don't... similar to how like Winter's Bite was is used currently for the uh, elixir of frost power, mm-hmm. which is only 15 frost damage. Those potions usually cost you, you know, about one gold, twenty five silver, something like that per. Mm-hmm. And I usually go through about six or seven of them per raid. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, near enough, let's call it seven gold a raid. Yeah. Whereas I'm going to be going through those flasks at the same rate. And those things are costing me less than a gold to make now Mm -hmm. easily. Like I, the materials, I I, I literally have probably thousands of each to them. Yeah. I didn't mean to laugh at, uh, like I laugh at what you said, but it's, (laughs) it's like you have you have potentially you can sell like all this stuff you can make. Oh, I have three sixties, and only one Jesus. of them has a mount. A mount? Do you have three sixties <laughs> and one mount? No epics. Only uh, one of them has a sixty percent mount. That's it. Well, um, I guess I don't know what to think of that, but I don't grind uh, consumables like collect. I'm not grinding ore. I'm not grinding flowers. I'm not picking any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not PvPing. Uh, I play an arcane mage. If if, if someone sees me, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Like my my best shot is sheep them and then get on a flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so an epic mount doesn't do anything for me. And... Well, I guess it's it has this you know sense of um, uh, conserve uh, con- conserving um, stuff that you don't really need to buy. Uh, technically, yeah, you, you don't. But need... the way I saw it. I could buy a mount that I'm never going to use, mm-hmm. or I could buy a freezing band, which mm-hmm. I would use right up until partway through phase five. Okay. And thank thank you for uh, getting back to me so fast. As, as mm-hmm. I said, I literally like I wanted to get something out yeah, before man. ZG dropped of how important it is to pound ZG, Def- even if there are no drops for you. Definitely. And one of the the things that you know that's why re- the reason one of the reason why I got back to you is because I noticed that um, when a person, you know, or a player that would really like to be in it, um, that had something to say, I would consider that. I'm like, okay, you have a lot. It seems like 
you're excited about this and like i'm gonna pick you and yeah like you could get rid of all the stuff at the end of the auction hall bit maybe keep some of the like sell black lotus to your server but the making gold bit i don't think is useful well uh that's the thing about it too um even if it's not um useful or it's just like i mean even i even had interviews with like people would like say like real uh life stuff you know talk about the the background of what they're like it's i think it's part of the game being mm-hmm. uh, behind the character and your character just kind of get to know people and you know uh, introduce it into other uh, servers out there so one maybe one day they would listen to this they want to transfer and they they would exactly know like wh- uh, who who they deal with uh, in terms of uh, characters and how people are like in their um, uh, server. So yeah, so I would see if you can get uh, like I like the one uh, where you got uh, an alliance yeah, yeah. person. Like those were the interesting ones because obviously I know all the like all the people in in scarab slash purge so like mm-hmm. i i will often like s- skip large large ones of those but uh, mm-hmm. i was in inter- who was it? the tc or something tc yeah that's a thunder fury guy yeah and yeah. The, i, I would also be interested and in see if you can get someone from uh like a less hardcore alliance guild like get their opinion on what they think of the harder the hardcore servers and who the bad guys are and who the good guys are because i know that there are kind of like coalitions between Horde and Alliance. Like we have, at least for our group, when we're running into Blackwing Lair, it's like, kill this guild, but don't kill that guild. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I did uh, interview Rectitude. He's an Alliance Paladin. We talked about it a little bit and, you know, how how we don't fuck with uh, the actual nature of this game where if somebody ganked me, I'm not going to tell him, like, can you tell this person to stop ganking me? Oh, that's it's been a big point of controversy, like, even mm-hmm. this week and today. I really am very much against this big PvP movement of, like, purging alliance guilds and killing them on the way to Blackwing Lair. Like, I am not a big fan of because that, that only brings them doing the same thing back. We very don't want. <laughs> I don't I don't mind that at all as far as, you know, it's um that nobody is using uh Discord to uh scout on when people are going to the raid. If it's a given time if somebody just saw them. Oh yeah, the, the raid around, times are known for everyone. Yeah. I don't mind that, um, you know, like like I said, that like I don't fuck with the nature of this uh, PvP um, part of the game. Uh, if I get ganked, I get ganked. I'm not gonna go to you know an alliance and say that you know can you stop this? Can you tell this person to stop ganking? I'm not gonna do that. Um, maybe I'll. Oh, I'll... I have done that. Yeah, I I don't do it directly, mm-hmm. but like I have a big dislike for. Like, there's a group of three alliance that run in between Cargath and Blackrock Mountain all day, mm-hmm. and they kill people. Mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to, like, I went with a turnit the other day, and, like, we're just going to Blackrock Depths to smelt the 400 Dark Iron ore that are in the bank. And it's like, we get killed twice on the way. That was enough for me to go, nope, I'm done. I don't. I, I have no interest. I'm, like, I logged out for the day. Sure. Like, that shit is beyond the worst. Yeah. I fucking can't stand that. No, I understand. So, as I soon understand. as that happens, it's like, uh, yeah, I have no problem logging onto my Shaman, and I'm going to purge an entire raid's worth of buffs, and then I'm going to log onto my Alliance character and whisper them and say, the reason that you're getting purged is because these three people are running back and forth from Cargath doing that. Until this, Until that very specific action stops, you're going to get purged. Because those people don't care about getting purged. There's nothing I can do to them. Well, man, um, let's call uh, let's call it a night. Uh, it's been yeah. I didn't mean to go on that long. But... No, it's no problem, dude. It's uh, um, since we're everybody's in a lockdown. I mean, that's why I don't even care anymore. I can just well, like exactly. an hour or something. Oh, I didn't. I didn't promote my YouTube channel, which was very good. Oh, um, I mean, it's never. It's not too late. Uh, I was gonna no, ask you if you have. It's awful. A... I was gonna ask. <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you have like any shout outs that you wanna mention. If you had anything like a YouTube channel, if you wanna do that, you can shout I it do. Out. Uh if people have interest in 
mixing beverages and preparing very special meals. Uh, my, I am on YouTube under the same name, Fezza, F-E-Z-Z-A-A. It's Afternoon Drinking with Ali. I think I'm on episode 56, something like that. Maybe more. It's it's awful garbage, <laughs> and they seem to be they seem to be getting worse, mm. which some people seem to like. I don't know why. Well, okay, man. Let's uh, call this a night. And uh, all right, th thanks for doing. Well, thanks this for having me. me. Yep. All right. Good night. I'm going to bed. Catch you later.